1: Hard R, Avast and Ahoy, fellow ridiculous historians. Welcome to the show. Today we're diving into piracy. I guess diving is an accidental pun there. Hi, my name's Ben. My name's Noel. Do were pirates known for their diving skills? Well, they were maritime. Yeah. You know. I but, would th- I would think they would go to great lengths to stay as dry as possible. They were known for their non-consensual diving skills when they had to walk the plank. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy. I felt bad about that one. No, it's very true. I
1: I think we all feel bad about that. But we feel great about our super producer, Give It Up for Casey Pegram. Now, none of us... Here in the studio, and hopefully none of you have been involved in acts of IRL piracy. Let's be honest, it is 2019, and in these our modern days, many people are digitally pirating things. Yeah, I was about to say, I think we've all
0: probably downloaded a torrent or two in our day. We're not advocating that here, but you may remember that uh, very pointed uh, trailer where I told you about how piracy does hurt People. you wouldn't download a car, would you, you? wouldn't download a car. That's right. You wouldn't steal a car. That's right. Um, <laughs> so we're not talking about that kind of piracy. We're talking about a much, a much more brazen form of piracy. And I want to start the show off by talking about the fact that in this age of uh, political correctness uh-huh. and you know people getting canceled. Why aren't people talking more about how pirates probably aren't the best role model for little kids? You know, you still can buy pirate hats and, you mm-hmm. know, pirate swords and little eye patches with the, the Jolly Roger on it's it. It's a and sports stuff. team. It's a sports team. It's a Lego set, mm-hmm. you know. A it's pl- a it's a series of Lego sets. It's a series it's a of Lego universe. sets. It's a kid's cartoon. Remember the Pirates of Dark Water? Remember yeah, that one? Yeah.
1: Oh, Deep Cut. I, deep loved cut. I, I loved it. I loved it. I liked it, too. They were sort of like future pirates. They were s- post-apocalyptic kind of. sci-fi mm-hmm. pirates, you know? Uh, it's it's funny. K- Casey, you were mentioning that off the air as well. Uh, you specifically said, uh, aren't pirates due to get canceled? Which I thought was a great point, man.
0: It just seems like uh, they get up to a lot of stuff that's not so great, you know?
1: Mm-hmm, the lowest of hijinks. So nowadays, we romanticize pirates. However... This was not always the case, and we should point out now that there are active pirates existing around the world, right? Some based in Somalia, uh, some based off different coasts, and these folks are not romanticized, but we have in our collective brains, we have this idealized, romanticized concept of a pirate, a swashbuckler, you know what I mean? A lovable rogue. This romanticization begins in uh, 1883. It's weird because we can pinpoint the exact moment where it began. It began, arguably, with Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. So, Treasure Island comes out, and you guys remember Treasure Island, right? Of course. Swashbuckling Adventures
0: on the High Seas, I uh believe— Long John Long Silver. Long John Silver, you know, all of the kind of like tropes of pirateness were sort of solidified in that one book. And then it was taken and run with, and everything from the Pirates of Dark Water to the Disney Treasure Island to everything. Pirates, know, Pirates of the, of Car- the Caribbean, Caribbean. Duh, of course. Who
1: knew that would work? The, the, it's a film franchise based on a ride. And I'll admit, the ride's pretty dope, but it, you know, when you're a kid, but it's it's problematic. It is definitely as you guys said, romanticizing things. But yeah, Treasure Island has this tremendous influence on how we think of pirates today. It includes all those things that we consider cliches or mandatory parts of a pirate story. Treasure maps that have an X on the spot. One-legged sailors who have a trusty parrot. You know what I mean? All the hits, all, the, all that slow, cool jazz. But if we look at real pirates... We see a lot of dissonance between what they actually were and what Hollywood would have us believe when we engage with things like talk like a pirate day or watching Pirates of the Caribbean 19 or whatever, whichever one they're on. How far are they into that? How many how many Oh, how deep
0: are they in the yeah, how, well. Uh, Johnny like- Johnny Depp got canceled briefly uh and I think he's okay now. I can't remember because I think it maybe turned out that his estranged wife was actually being abusive towards him. I saw that pop up in the press and then it kind of went away. So that's yet to be determined, but I know he's not in the next one. But They're doing it without him? They're doing it without him. Are they just going to get
1: Keith Stewart to do it? I'm not you mean Keith Richards? That's the one. Yeah, one of the Keiths. One of the Keiths. I'm not discriminatory when it comes to Keith. That's just fair. get a guy named Keith in there, give him some dreadlocks, put him in the film. Yeah, just kind of prop him up with a bottle of rum. Is Keith Stewart a famous person? Is no, that, that's just. A, I think that's a guy who went to my high school. It's possible. Who had kind of a Keith Richards vibe. I don't
0: know any famous Stewarts except for John Stewart. Uh, Rod Stewart. We're, okay, well, you got me
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> he did not go to my high school but but yeah yeah it's amazing this kind of this kind of vision this pop culture phenomenon exists but li- we can we can set the stage for today's show by looking at pirate fact versus pirate fiction first things first the life of a pirate was grim they were ruthless this was a time of homicide this was a time of murder if you think of captain jack sparrow realize in real life he could have never become the captain of a pirate ship he would have been killed by his crew was it for wearing eyeshadow <laughs> i think it was uh, less less the the coal liner and and more the profound commitment to running away Oh that's right. Cuz pirates didn't run away. If anything they ran towards things. Right? That's what they that's what they had to do, you know. They had to they had to capture these ships. We know that the most famous pirates were probably not the most successful as well. We also see this whole buried treasure thing, you know, it probably happened several times, but it was not common. It was not normal. These guys, pirates didn't live super long. They weren't, like, long-term thinking. You know what I mean? It's like one of the guys selling drugs in the wire is not wondering about what he's going to do when he's 80 because he doesn't think he'll make it there.
0: Only here's the thing, Ben. Some pirates did kind of live the equivalent of a twilight years
1: retiring to Florida kind of situation, didn't they? They did. They did nail on the head. This is something that the three of us recently found out about because— we're all right. We, we understand that Hollywood doesn't depict a lot of the truths about pirates. Like the whole walking the plank thing. R and I, matey. Those are, those are kind of Hollywood creations. But some pirates did make it. Some pirates did, as you say, Noel, have a retirement plan. There is a small island off the coast of Madagascar that we call Nosy Baraja today. Weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird one. Uh, in the past, it was known as the Ile Sainte Marie. Casey, could could you help us out with that? Yeah, Ile Sainte Marie. That sounds about right. Casey and Ben on the case. <laughs> Whoa, and no,
0: no. Oh, I, I thank you. I appreciate that, Ben. But you nailed it in the first place. We just got a little bit of confirmation from our resident. Uh, what do you call him? A francophone. francophone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Casey Pegram. Casey
1: Pegram, the man, the myth, the legend
2: Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text Snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
1: This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile.
0: You know, Ben, I gotta say, one of the best parts about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get where you're like, Man,
1: how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're right, Noel. It's it's kind of like when you find out you've been paid a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for fifteen bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time
0: to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for fifteen
1: bucks a month. See Mint Mobile for details. And speaking of men, myths, and legends, there was, in the Indian Ocean, again, just off the coast of Madagascar, a real-life pirate paradise.
0: Yeah, when about uh, in the neighborhood of a thousand pirates weren't out pirating, they can't, this was kind of their summer home. You know, their off-season paradise. Uh, There was a map from 1733 that was discovered um, of this area, and it was simply headed with the Island of Pirates. Um, It is near (laughs) the East Indies Trade Route, uh, very, very centrally located to where these folks would have been pillaging and pirating and looting and and raping their way across the high seas. Um, It was very convenient, and it was the perfect place to— it was it was like a real life treasure island in theory anyway right because it was mm-hmm. perfect tucked away location where they could hide all of their ill-gotten booty
1: i like saying booty <laughs> right right yeah since a pirate named adam baldridge Started making that his base in 1691. This became a home away from home, or in some cases, a legit first home for a lot of pirates. And it went on until 1719 with a pirate named John Pro. There were multiple reasons for this tiny island to be attractive to pirates. They first off enjoyed proximity to multiple trading routes. You know what I mean? This uh, ships would be returning from the East Indies with precious goods, uh, fine, fine clothing, and spices, and so on. And then it had a bunch of bays and inlets that were protected geographically from storms. It was situated in quiet, easy water. It had tons of fruit you could just live off the land if you had to and so a bunch or of or make their own rum or make their own rum mm-hmm. oh that's probably more important than the fruit that was a big that was a biggie i think yeah i think you're right and
0: they lived in these little huts right they were like mm-hmm. little wooden huts and each one was marked with an emblem or one of you know the pirate the, uh, the ubiquitous pirate flags which presumably would have been different designs for the different crews that were under—serving under under these different captains. And also, wouldn't you think, Ben, that some of these factions wouldn't necessarily—would be, like, vying for the same stuff? Like, there wasn't necessarily, like, an overall brotherhood of pirates, to my understanding. It was sort of like a every man—every crew for themselves kind of situation. And yet, they managed to coexist on this
1: island, That's true. Quite a few of them managed to coexist, so maybe they had kind of a a truce situation. But we're talking legendary, real pirates, William Kidd, Robert Culliford, Henry Avery, Abraham Samuel, Thomas Tew, and so on. The island had a main town called Ambodifotatra, which is a mouthful, and they also had family here. You know they met they met women who were native to the area, and they had children, and they evolved this sort of um, non-criminal lifestyle, but they took a bunch of stuff with them. So the island today remains allegedly home to massive amounts of missing loot or, as you prefer, Noel, booty. 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 Hard (laughs) tea. So uh, we're talking gold, we're talking coins, works of art, religious artifacts, precious stones. And legend has it that the treasure of William Kidd is still buried somewhere in this pirate island in the bay, near the main town, And people have been hunting around this area for buried treasure for decades and decades and decades and decades. But one thing that really fascinated us was the culture that sprang up on this island, particularly that there is an actual pirate cemetery. That's nuts. There's actually, you know, like the whole nine. There are tombstones. There are weird messages and codes and skulls. And there's actually, there are skulls inscribed on the tombstones.
0: Totally. And that whole Jolly Roger uh, imagery. Yes! So it's not a huge one. It's on a hill um, shaded by palm trees, and it overlooks the ocean, and uh, it's pretty small. Only about 30 uh, real-life IRL pirates are buried there, and they were buried there because they were residents of this island. This was their home, away from their home on the high seas, I guess. And you can still go visit this site today.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can go tour it the same way that you could see another local attraction. It's only about, I guess, three or four dollars to go, US. There's a small pathway behind this long quay wall, which is south of the capital. and signs from there will lead you to the cemetery. There's a small hut where you can pay your entrance fee and you can learn more about the pirates that are buried. In the in the area, and then you can walk over to uh, Saint Pierre. The problem is that over the years, surprise, surprise, uh, not a lot of people have put time into taking care of the gravestones and the grave site. So a lot of a lot of graves and crypts were damaged because. Because of a very understandable crime, I have to say, guys, if I grew up in this area or if I were interested in in uh, being around pirates and finding their treasure, I would totally mess with their graves because I would figure they would be buried with their stuff. Because again, I have like a Goonies level understanding of real pirates.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you now, to be fair, that's probably one of the more historically accurate pirate films. <laughs> It's out there, <laughs> right, right, right. Mine was Pippi Longstocking. Remember Pippi Longstocking? I do. She I was, do. Kind of, was she a pirate? She wasn't a pirate. She was on a pirate ship. There was a pirate. I believe. <laughs> I believe she served under some sort of pirate,
1: mm-hmm. and she had a monkey, right? I think so. I, I you know, I mainly remember her hair. Uh, but it's it's true though. This is one of the misconceptions that's leading to um, pretty serious damage. To this real-life pirate cemetery, pirates didn't—again, they didn't really bury treasure. It could happen, but it was not commonplace. Instead, just imagine, if you listening and Casey and Noel and I are, are all together and we're we're pirates, we're sailing the high seas, and we uh, rob a ship and we get our booty with the hard T, then we're going to keep it on the ship, and then later we'll divide it up amongst ourselves— Again, this idea of buried treasure comes from Treasure Island, and the X marks the spot, the whole nine, largely fictive. The only person we know for sure to bury anything was Captain Kidd, and the entire reason he buried his treasure was to keep it away from the governor of New York. He buried it outside of New York. I don't know, like Yonkers or something. I'm kidding. He didn't do it in Yonkers
2: Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text Snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
1: This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Noel, do you remember your favorite car? was tough. I had a series of Monte Carlos and the last one, God bless it. I just, I I had to learn a lot about car maintenance just to keep that guy running. Totally. But it, it still was like a, a perfect fit. It's almost like finding your true love. Uh, you know, like when you recently got a car a few years back now. Oh man. And funny, you should say that that particular perfect fit was the
0: Honda fit, which I love dearly, but Ben, it's getting a little long in the tooth. And while it's been incredibly
1: reliable up to now. It's getting to that age where I might have to start looking for some parts here and there to keep it running. Mm -hmm. And that's where eBay Motors comes in. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: So one of the, I don't know, slightly more well-known, certainly not as well-known as Billy the Kid pirates uh, that was laid to rest in this graveyard and, and spent a lot of time on this island was uh, a French corsair by the name of Olivier Lavassier um, or, a.k.a.,
1: La Bouche. La Bouche. La Bouche. Casey, can we get a sound effect for that? <laughs>
0: Of course, that means the mouth. Uh, I, I don't know if he has some sort of weird snaggletooth kind of situation going on or if he just talked too much. Um, but apparently dead men tell no tales. But here's the thing. Uh, La Bouche did tell tales after his his passing in the form of a cypher. I
1: know you're a fan of a good cypher. We're not talking about a freestyle rap band, are we? No, but fun fact, I am actually very scarily good at freestyling. Uh, Yeah, we're talking about a cipher as in a code. Uh, So he's executed in 1730 for his many, 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 many crimes as a scallywag, a buccaneer, and so on. But apparently, moments before his execution, he yelled, find my treasure, the one who may understand it, and hurled a necklace— into the crowd, and this necklace had sort of a note, but it was actually a cipher. It is a seventeen-line coded message, and you can see you can see um, photographs of this cipher on a great article by Magellan Times. the The cipher itself remain it's unsolved today right no one's cracked it i
0: believe that's true and not not that it wasn't attempted because maybe it's just maybe no one's figured it out yet i mean on the same article there is like a key with some of the little symbols and what letter they represent mm-hmm. but obviously it didn't do the trick
1: and not for nothing people have been trying to find this for such a long time there's a guy named Barry Clifford who is a real life treasure hunter and somewhat successful too that that's nuts to me. Do you guys think about that? Like we're here in our podcast studio and we're we're having a lovely time making shows and exploring these stories, but this guy is actually out hunting treasure. I got to say if I had to pick another job, no offense to you guys, but I would totally be a treasure hunter. Would you guys be in? Like if we had a chance of finding treasure like Steve Zissou
0: style? <laughs> yes. Well, he was more like
1: a naturalist, like a Jacques Cousteau Cousteau. kind of figure.
0: Um, But yeah, I'd be down, especially if you knew uh, a a good area to look. Hmm, where might that be? (laughs) It's almost as though we've been talking about what might have been a hotbed of pirate activity. It boggles Uh, the mind. It boggles the mind. And it boggled Barry Clifford's mind uh, to the point where he decided, surely there are remnants of sunken pirate galleys uh, and all of the uh, accompanying booty uh, littered throughout uh, Saint-Marie. Um, He told the Daily Mail in 2015 that pirates had more money than they could spend in 10 lifetimes. So surely their stuff squirreled away in these little lagoons or, you know, in caves or what have you, right? Yeah, yeah. So surely he must have had complete success, and he is
1: now a very wealthy man. Right. He changed his name to Jeff Bezos. No. Uh, (laughs) uh, He goes on, and he says, he's like, yeah, you know, back in the day, if you were a pirate, uh, this island's where you would go. It's where all the pirates hung out. Why is this guy so haggard sounding? He's lived a hard life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He doesn't wear sunscreen. So <laughs> that's the secret. <laughs> it's very—apparently it's very bad for your throat not to wear sunscreen. But uh, he has been exploring the island for almost, well, more than 20 years. And during this time, he's found 13 separate distinct shipwrecks. And you can see photos. You can see—, photos, um, you can see some of the stuff that he's that he's extracted from these crash sites or these uh oh some of these ships were probably scuttled too if their damage was too great. And I know you love that word. Scuttle
0: butt. <laughs> Scuttle would be rumors. Did right? you say scuttled butt?
1: I uh, I said scuttled. Some of these ships were scuttled. I know that's one of your favorite words. No, no, it is but it would have been funny if you had said I know some of these ships were scuttled, but it would have been. Yeah. It's true. The jokes that would have been. Everybody uh, who's seen Hunger Games, go ahead, kiss your fingers, do the—what uh, what, what was that motion?
0: Oh, that, that, that's, I always thought of that as sort of like a badass, like, sign-off, like, I'm out. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think both of us have done that in social situations before. But anyway, yes, uh, he has not found treasure. Clifford has not. Uh, he has, however, found religious artifacts. He's found— ships of course and pieces of ships uh one of his big one of his big recoveries was an early statue of Jesus Christ from the 13th or 14th century so who knows whether you have a dream job or something that's just sort of a means to an end right now maybe a career in treasure hunting is for you it takes some dedication and it sounds like it takes a lot of overhead but i would personally love it i would love it if Someone listening now actually found buried treasure. You know what I mean? Because even we know it was super unusual. No, you know, it's largely a myth, but that doesn't mean it's totally a myth. The treasure's out there, right? Also, hashtag no Oak Island. Remind me about Oak Island again, man. The Oak Island Money Pit. Uh, we did a show on this for stuff they don't want you to know. And the Oak Island Money Pit in Nova Scotia is thought to be a site of largely unrecovered, buried treasure. Now, this has also become a reality show phenomenon. So the producers got involved, and now you'll see all kinds of, here you go, scuttlebutt about about what's actually in the ground there. Thanks for doing that for me, Ben. Hey, man, I got your back. So some things have been carbon-dated, some people have— uh, claim that they found something, but they haven't found any significant treasure. The thing is, there are real buried treasures out there, and I would I would love to be a part of finding one. So, you know, hit us up. I'll hit us up on Ridiculous Historians if you have a if you have a pitch for a likely site of buried treasure. You can find us on Facebook, where we are Ridiculous Historians. It's a
0: group that we have. You might have heard of a time or two. We we tend to mention it. Uh, You can join just simply by saying Ben in my name, in the same way you might summon a genie in some sort of secret cave.
1: And, of course, there you will also see our good friends, super producer Casey Pegram and Christopher Hasiotis, among others. You know, I noticed some of our co-workers are sort of stealth hanging out on that page. Have you seen that? Totally. A lot of lurking. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to get a peek behind the curtain, you can follow. Uh, you can follow us on our personal Instagrams. I am at Ben Boland. I am
0: at Embryonic Insider. And um, big thanks to super producer Casey Pegram. As always, thanks to Alex Williams who composed our theme. Thanks to our here and spirit uh, cohort. Christopher Hasiotis, um, who is one day going to see the light about uh, how how amazing a movie Mandy is,
1: and let us know about your favorite pirate throughout history.
0: And let me know was Pippi Longstocking a pirate? I don't know. I forget. It was a long time ago. We'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
1: Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode of Ridiculous History is
0: brought to you by Avalon Waterways. Ben, are you in major need of a vacation right now?
1: No, you're a mind reader. I am, and uh, aren't we all? We are. While
0: cruising remains popular, there's something big happening in the industry, and that is,
1: my friend, smaller ships